Hey, what's up? This is Walker Neer, host of The Walk Show. On today's episode, I share my thoughts on some of the controversy we've seen recently in sports leagues, specifically the referees and missed calls and all that sort of stuff. Talk about kind of what I think about the integrity of sports leagues to begin with. I also share some thoughts on Roger Stone, who's obviously been a big figure in the media the last week or two. Uh, and then I also share some thoughts on Graveyard Keeper, which is a new video game I recently started playing on Steam. And then also a new artist I've checked out in the world of music called Stupid Young. I hope you enjoy the show, and thanks for tuning in. Yo, yo. So the first topic today is going to be the it, the integrity of, of major sports games. I know that might sound a little ridiculous on its face, but... Hear me out. You know, since the the NFL playoffs a couple weekends ago, there's there's a lot of outcry about some missed calls that were made in games, or, or some calls that were made that were obviously the wrong call, penalties that shouldn't have been, or you know that sort of thing. But this isn't the only time you hear that. You know, you hear that a lot when it comes to the NBA, MLB as well. You know, all the major sports have controversies constantly surrounding the officiating and. It's interesting because people, I think people have a misconception about what the sports leagues are actually trying to accomplish. They, there's this sentiment that, you know, something like, let's say that the NFL or the NBA um, has, a, has a, a system where they're really trying to find out who the best players are, who the best teams are. The idea that the competition is really what the business is built around. And, and the idea, the concept of these leagues is to see who's the best Let's figure that out and, and celebrate that. And then you, you take that and you compare it to something like, um, you know, WWE. I guess it is now wrestling, right? The, the professional wrestling. Well, no one, no one thinks that that's competitive. No one thinks that the WWE is something that should be taken seriously because everyone knows that it's pre-scripted outcomes and, and that it's not real competition. The thing is, is that these these leagues are not as far apart as you would think. The WWF and the major sports. Now, I'm not advocating that the major sports have scripted outcomes where they're you know determining who who wins ahead of time. Although you know, like with the NBA in the early 2000s, you saw some of that right with the, the referees that are, are cheating, but are gambling and all that. But outside of that, I, I don't think that largely the NBA has scripted outcomes. The thing is, though, is that what the WWF or WWE is really concerned with selling you is a product. They want to sell you the excitement of the show. That that's what they're selling. And that's what the W, excuse me, the, the NBA and the NFL and those major leagues, I guess the WNBA too, but that's what all those leagues are selling too is the show. They're not selling you the competition. The competition is the context for the show. But, you know, in the NBA, there's complaints because someone like James Harden doesn't get called for traveling enough. Well, that's because if James Harden travels all the time and the game stops all the time and he isn't successful, people don't watch as much because people want to watch James Harden or LeBron James. If he goes... And 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 gets six fouls a night and is out of the game. Well, people aren't going to watch, even if that's legitimately what should happen, and even if that to some extent would diminish, what, you know, some of these guys' greatness if they can't actually play by the fundamental rules. At the end of the day, the the viewership and the the money behind that viewership is what's driving this, not not just the integrity of the competition. So, you know, these refs are making calls that are on rules that are based on protecting the integrity of the show, not the competition. Case in point with football, 
well, this year there was a ton of whining about the, the roughing the passer stuff. Well, that's because whether you like it or not, the truth is no one's watching if all the talented quarterbacks are hurt. Ratings go up when people throw touchdown passes. Ratings go down when they don't. And so that's really that's really all that that any of it's about is is just trying to chase that um just trying to chase the show. And I don't think that that means that it's nefarious or that it's evil or that it shouldn't be consumed even. I'm a personally somewhat of an NBA fan. I, I don't watch a ton of games, I watch highlights, listen to some talk radio type stuff about it, but um, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that it shouldn't be viewed or isn't worthy of anyone's time. It just means that if you're going to get all mad about <laughs> the refs missing calls and about the integrity of the game, you should probably stop and think about it some more because it's not. It's not that. That's that's not what it ever has been. Another thing I wanted to talk about is that's in the news a lot lately, you know, obviously Donald Trump dominates the media politics dominates the media. And recently Roger Stone was someone that was picked up uh, by the FBI and, and charged with some things. And, and there's been a lot of coverage of that. And a lot of people aren't really familiar with Roger Stone. I personally am not incredibly familiar with him, but I had really no idea who he was until I started hearing his name around 2016 when the original election cycle happened. And then the next time I heard, Roger Stone was actually a Netflix documentary called Get Me Roger Stone that's gotten a lot of attention lately. You know, I got to tell you, Roger Stone is the epitome of um, of what whatever you think is wrong with politics, Roger Stone embodies that. He does not care about integrity or ethics or morality to a level that that I don't think most people understand. He doesn't have any shame and, and not, and, and that shame is com- compounded with, he doesn't, he doesn't care what anyone else thinks. And I, I mean, I guess that's to be without shame, but Donald Trump is, is someone who's pretty shameless, right? But Donald Trump, at the end of the day, he does care what you say. You know, John Stewart once asked if, if there was no slight beneath Donald Trump because he'll respond to anything. And Roger Stone is a lot more thick skinned than that. You know, he just, he doesn't care if you're upset. In fact, in that documentary, Get Me Roger Stone, he he thrives on the idea that that you're upset and that maybe maybe he keeps you up at night. And that to him, that means he's effective. And he likes that. Um anyway, I explain all of this to say that Roger Stone is what is like I said earlier, he is what is wrong with American politics. And and I think it's really someone that everyone should have at least a cursory understanding of who he is and what he's done and and, and the kinds of things that he does. So that you can at least understand the game that's being played here, because it's not it's not people presenting ideas and facts in good faith and then trying to kind of hash out which one works best. Roger Stone will lie about anything, and as long as it's not technically illegal, in his mind, that means it was also ethical, moral, correct, whatever you want to call it. He, he if, if you call him on a lie, he says that he's posturing or bullshitting, but doesn't actually see it as you know, this, this cancer within American politics and to some extent, you know, American society. Anyway, I I highly recommend you watch, give me Roger Stoner, but it's so good and it's so informative. And it, it, like I said, it just, it shocked me to understand the level um, of evils a little, you know, hyperbolic, but the guy doesn't care. He will, he will look straight through anyone and just, and just lie. And I've, I've actually just never seen anyone, um, (laughs) that is that 
that evil, but that is who Roger Stone is. Shifting gears a little bit, um, I, I recently started playing a new video game on Steam. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I am a pretty avid gamer and, and maybe more than a gamer, a game collector. Every game I buy, I think I'm going to play, but it, it doesn't always work out that way. On Steam, I currently have over 700 titles, <laughs> so that's somewhat significant and definitely more than I would be able to play through in probably several years, honestly, if, if I tried to play everything. Either way, that doesn't stop me from buying new games. The latest game I bought is a game called Graveyard Keeper. For those of you who are familiar with Stardew Valley, it is a uh, a game kind of in that same vein. It's a an isometric view where you're just in control of of you know the one dude or whatever, and you're running around setting up this graveyard in ancient medieval times. And unlike Stardew Valley, which is pretty whimsical and silly and and just overall like happy and fun graveyard keeper being that you are, you know, exactly that keeping a graveyard, a little, little more dark in tone. Um, also a little more weird with the humor, I guess. Uh, and not really whimsical in that same way. You're, you're removing body parts from, from corpses and, and doing experiments. And then eventually you start running a church and you're giving sermons weekly. Um, it's a pretty ridiculous game, but I will say I actually, as soon as I started playing it, I, I found it difficult to stop. So, I highly recommend if you've ever played anything like Stardew Valley, uh, if you enjoy a good uh, kind of survival, uh, survival isn't fair because it's not really that, but kind of crafting and, and building up uh, the, the world that your character's occupying. And then uh, there, there's just constantly, I guess the best way to say it is there's constantly onion onion layers to peel back with the game, right? And that's what Stardew Valley does such a good job of is you, you start playing and you're like, oh, okay, I get it. And then it, there's another hook and then you keep playing and oh okay i get it and then there's another hook and there's just constantly another hook another thing for you to kind of chase and 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 be sucked in by and uh yeah it just makes for a really good time so again graveyard keeper check it out on steam highly recommend it the final thing i wanted to talk about today is uh, a new music selection that i recently had uh, given to me I listen to a pretty wide variety of music. I listen to a lot of electronic music. I listen to different rap music, uh, although I'm a little picky there. And uh, and I, I listen to, to rock, although rock actually is probably the one where I'm still actually listen, but I've been pretty picky. I, I don't like a lot of a lot of rock music. Don't really do country. Don't really find myself listening to opera, you know, on the weekends or anything. But either way, so. Um, one of my favorite um, <laughs> made-up genres, I say that because I'm the only one that, that calls it this, but is is what I call Prep School. The, the playlist is mostly new rap music, uh, stuff like YG, 2 Chains, Migos, um, Vince Staples. Uh, so just more newer modern artists. You know, I, I, I keep my Tupac and my Nas and, and my more old-school stuff away from, from that because I don't want it tainted with this new generation. But, you know, I, I certainly, this, the YG and the prep school stuff, I like far more than, than, you know, some of the other modern stuff that's out there now. That's really heavy emphasis on auto tune and just some, I don't know. There's just some really whack stuff out there, but whatever this newest guy that I was recently introduced to is, is called stupid young and stupid is spelled with a dollar sign for the S. So, I mean, that adds some instant credibility right there. I think, but anyway, it's this Asian dude out of, I guess, out of 
Southern California. And yeah, sounds exactly right in line with, with YG and, and that whole kind of modernized West Coast style of rap. It's a good kind of party music, good hype music. Certainly not intellectual at all. I mean, again, the guy the guy's name is Stupid Young, so take that for what it's worth. But yeah, so I just wanted to give a shout out to that and say, you know, give it give it a check out if you're into some some modern hip hop, looking for a good time. That's really about it for today. So thanks for checking us out and have a good one. 